Hello, hello, hello. My name is Greg Barron. I would like to welcome you to the 10th episode of the Follow the Leader audio podcast. That's right, episode number 10. Ta-da, ta-da, yeah, we made it. This far, anyway. The title of this episode is Quality. Quality with a Q. Quality. Those of you who know me know that I used to work in information technology or IT for the bulk of that time. My work was in quality assurance or software testing. In other words, whoever ordered the software made, individual person, big company, mega company, it didn't matter. They wanted the software a certain way. So we were operating on these requirements. They would give us the software needs to do A, B, C, and D. And so our job after the work, well, really working with, I would have to say, it was a struggle sometimes, but working with the developers and the designers of the software we would develop tests to prove that the software did or or to verify that the software did A, B, C, and D instead of doing E, F, and G. And so, verification. We would make sure that the software did what it was supposed to do. And if it did, everybody was happy. But if it didn't, then we would track down the anomalies or the bugs in the software And we would help the developers fix the bug. Where did it go wrong and why and how? And we would track these things down by conducting external tests, inputting data, and sometimes we would go inside the software and watch it work with the developers. And aha, there you go. That's not supposed to do that. It's not supposed to bump heads right there. It's supposed to stay apart. And so generalizing... That is what my job was. And so it gave me a certain set of skills, a way of looking at the world, almost like a detective, where you look at things, you make notes. If something is moving XYZ instead of ABC, you're like, hmm, that that might be the problem. Let me make a note of that. Why is that doing that? You ask questions, you interview people, you try to develop a set of information points that will allow you to decide is this working or is it not working? Is this, you know, is this doing the right thing or is it doing the wrong thing? That same set of skills can be applied to a variety of other things as I so discovered. When I became disabled, I couldn't do that job anymore. That job's highly visual. And so losing my vision, that precluded me in a lot of ways from being an individual contributor, actually doing the work. I can manage the work. I can direct the work. I can guide people through the work. I can even teach them how to do it. But a lot of the visual stuff, I I can't sit down and be the one 
to actually throw my hands on the keyboard, look at the screen and make things happen. There's too many other things that have to happen between me and a device for me, unless I'm testing the features that work for disabled people. Then I can, oh yeah, I can run the test myself, right? It's completely in my hands, but I digress. The, the set of skills that that life gave me I learned to apply it to all of my professional and business activities. I approached them all the same way. Is this the right level of quality or the wrong level of quality? What needs to be adjusted or corrected in order to make things work, to optimize the way things work? I guess that's the best way to put it. If you wanted to optimize, if you want, there's no guarantees in anything in life, but you can optimize your chances of success by putting the right people together, doing the right activities, doing them in the right order. It's possible. You see it happen over and over again. The processes, that's what I'm getting to. You can develop processes in your own life in your own business, in your own uh, going to school. Uh, something as simple as learning to play a sport. You, There are processes that people have gone through before that have helped them be successful. And if you emulate and if you attempt to duplicate these activities, follow the path that's been laid out for whatever it is you're trying to do. If you want to learn to play lacrosse, there's a, I'm sure there's a book on it out there written by somebody who is an all-American, world-class lacrosse player. Tell you what gear you need, what leagues are out there for you to play in, what your chances are, how, in other words, how competitive it is, how realistic is it that you can start playing at 13 and get good enough to get a scholarship to go to college. And so there's a way forward. And so where the quality comes in is you have to check and see, am I meeting, am I I fulfilling the processes that need to take place in order for me to be successful, in order for me to meet my goal, in order for me to execute. And I just got through talking about objectives. Objectives are the rung on the ladder that leads you up to the top of the ladder, which is the goal. The goal, And so you have to measure in order to determine the level of quality. It can be done. It can be very simple. I tell you about these things because I know about these things and I'm willing to help you Integrate these things into whatever you're trying to accomplish. So think about it. There are multiple ways of optimizing what you're trying to do. This is just one way. Now, don't apply this to your personal life now. I mean, unless you're applying it to your personal behavior. But don't measure what your wife is doing, what time she made dinner, and where the beans, where there enough beans in the pot. And if and reversal, looking at a husband, he's sitting there 
And he's got on pants that are high water. And so you give him, okay, he gets a 65 for that. If he doesn't correct that, he, well, we may be done with him. No, you don't apply that to personal relationships. You, There are different ways to deal with personal relationships. But your personal behavior, your level of quality is important. There now. How you treat people. You know what's good. You know, you know what's wrong. You know how you wouldn't want to be treated. It's very simple. And so, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Raise the quality with that. So there are other places where it can be used. But for the most part, quality is something that should be applied to professional, educational, and, okay, the old, it's early in the morning. I said educational. I said professional. Entrepreneurial. There you go, entrepreneurial. All three of these, quality is important there. And of course, scientific, whether it's soft science like computer science. I know my buddies in computer science will be mad at me for saying that. Or hard science like ceramic engineering, you know. I mean, hard as in there's not a lot of room to fudge the numbers. You can fudge the numbers in computer science. If you make it wrong the first time, you just, ah, we just scratch it, make it over. You can't do that when you're building a house. You gotta, you, you, you can't cut any corners when you're trying to make a ceramic object. You know, if you mess it up, you know, then you, you can't just wipe the board clean. But quality is still important in all of these. And you can use measures of quality to to close the gaps between success and failure. You can close the gap between sales, operations, planning. You can find ways to raise the level of quality between all of these, no matter, or in between your study habits and your test results if you're a student, or your practice habits and the way you perform on the basketball court. Let's say you play ladies basketball. You can get in the weight room. You can work, You can improve your strength. You can improve your agility. You can outwork the other athletes if you raise the quality level of your workouts. Don't overdo it, especially if you're in college. If you're in the WNBA, then that's your job. But, but if you're still in college... There's still other things you have to do. You have to study. You have to, you have to, you're learning to have a life. And those things are still important. And don't get me wrong, if you're a WNBA player, your life is important. But you're playing basketball. That's your job. And so you're going to give that all you got right. So I understand that completely. That there's so much you can do to improve the quality of the work that you do. So... You may wonder, well, Mr. Barron, how how exactly are you going to help me now that you've brought all this up, all this fine quality talk? Well, you can reach out to me like so many people have done. This one-line thing seems to be the best way to start a conversation so that we can build together and figure out what the core issue is. You start... Define the problem or the issue that you think you need to resolve. 
You, it can be, this is what I want to have. This is what I want to achieve. Or this is what I think is preventing me from moving forward. Or I don't want to be in this situation. And you explain the situation. But I'm in it. How do I get out of it? So th- these are all good ways to begin the conversation. And then we can begin to talk about, amongst other things, the quality of the situation and how it can be improved. There are inputs and outputs. What you put into it sometimes determines what you, not exactly, but it's not the only determinant. It's not the only thing, but it will determine what you get out of it. And we can work with that. We can work on that. We can find ways to make that thing work a little bit better. So I'm feeling like uh, I'm thinking, yes, this is a good time for me to tell you that you can reach my foundation at the email address G-A-B-F-I-N-C at A-O-L dot com. Gabfink, just like it sounds, at A-O-L dot com. And send me that one line. And we will work on it. We will take it apart. If there's more to it, we'll we'll get to that. Exchanging messages. If if that's not exactly the problem, then we'll define it. We'll work on it together. But that one line will get the conversation started. So let's see how we can improve the quality of what you are attempting to accomplish, what you are working on. Let's talk about it through email at first. If you may... We may exchange messages. Ah, oh, Baron, this thing ain't working out. Nah, I don't want to do this. And so we don't continue it. But if we find out this is working, we're getting somewhere. Then perhaps we'll move to a more technologically advanced mode of communication than email. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it warrants it. We'll see what helps your situation. That's the most important thing, really. So... I would like to remind you that not only do we have the audio podcast, but there's also the Follow the Leader video podcast, which you can find on the Gregory Allen Barron YouTube channel and the Gregory Allen Barron Instagram feed. So I think that that's up to I'm not it's not quite that one's not quite up to number ten yet. This, this is new new territory getting into the double digits with the audio podcast. And it's, it, I'm happy that I've made it this far. When I started this, I wasn't sure how long it would take to get to 10 or how I would feel about it when I got there. But I'm still excited. I'm still interested. And I, I still want to reach out. So if you're interested then please hang in there with me. I, I appreciate you hanging in there with me. So, this has been episode 10 of the Follow the Leader audio podcast. Once again, I am Greg Barron, and I thank you. 
very much for listening.